Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Hello and welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn about SRE and observability one week at a time. For a long time, the big challenge with observability was getting the data making sure we had the tools in place to capture the data that we needed to make informed decisions about how to improve our services or resolve incidents. Also going a step further to instrument our code to provide insights specifically relevant to each unique context. And for many organizations, that's still the big challenge, especially when it comes to instrumenting code and developer buy-in. But for those organizations who have overcome this initial hurdle, a new challenge arises. What to do with all of this data? Taking a large amount of data and getting tangible value out of it is easier said than done. Most of the data that you capture will never be used and will provide no value. That's the nature of observability data. However, amongst all of this noise, there will be that small amount of data or insight which helps you in a practical way. Maybe to identify a bottleneck or understand how a system is behaving or resolve an incident. The more observability data that we capture, the more noise there is to sift through. So how do we find that gold nugget of insight when we're staring down an entire mountain of data? Any non-trivial service will be part of a complex system. And that complexity is continually on the rise. To make sense of what we're observing in that context, we need to be drawing connections between different sources and types of observability data. For example, maybe for 15 minutes we see a lot of errors in our application logs. It would be helpful to be able to see infrastructure monitoring for the relevant servers or containers at that particular time period. So how can we do this quickly? And maybe we see a back-end service has failed when we inspect the distributed trace for a failed customer interaction. How can we rapidly grab the logs for that back-end service to see whether there are any clues there about what happened? This can be summarized as drawing relationships between different data entities. So how do we do this? And what if the different types of data stored are in different tools that aren't compatible with each other? How do we pull it all together? To extend on the previous point, to get the most value out of observability, we really need to look beyond just technology and include both customer behavior and experience, as well as business objectives. That's how modern successful organizations steer themselves to success. Some of this data, it doesn't fit neatly into metrics, logs, and traces. It's not what we would normally think of as monitoring or observability data. So how do we track that business and customer insight alongside our technical monitoring to see the impact that these two things have on each other. As I've already alluded to, one of the challenges is how many different tools are involved and whether or not they are compatible with each other. Even more challenging is getting teams to share their observability data with the wider organization as a first step, and then to make that data easy to find and consume. I'm sure many of you have been in a situation where an incident has occurred for a service which is owned by many different teams, but they all have their own monitoring tools and they don't share that data with other teams. And it gets extra complicated when we need to purchase licenses for every consumer of data for each tool. Suddenly we are disincentivized from sharing data and even having to register for an account to view some data is an obstacle that gets in the way 
of what I think our goal should be, democratizing data. And then there's the problem of scale. The bigger the scale, the more data there is to deal with. And that doesn't just mean more data to sort through to find insight. It also means more cost to store and process it, more effort to manage and maintain it, and the challenge of providing adequate performance when it comes to storage and retrieval. Now that's a lot of challenges, but I want to talk specifically to the challenges of drawing relationships between data entities and making that data accessible across an organization. I see the industry leaning toward a particular solution to put all this data in the same place, in an observability data warehouse or data lake. Centralizing the data in this way provides a number of benefits. Firstly, it provides a central place to provide access, which potentially makes it easier to share insight across an organization. It also means you can potentially allow different teams to consume the same data in different tools, the tools of their choice, rather than everyone being forced to use the same tool. It also allows you to run calculations over data, which comes from different places originally in different formats, to understand the relationship between things. For example, matching up application logs with the monitoring metrics that match the underlying infrastructure. Some organizations are building this data lake themselves. As an engineer, that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds challenging to stand up a business critical data store which can handle vast amounts of data of different types from different locations in real time in such a way that it performs well and is cost effective. But the practical voice in my head says, that's a pretty big initiative. You're building a product with integrations all over your organization that people will depend on and then you're going to have to operate and maintain it going forward. Anecdotally, I've heard about organizations who've set out to do this, burned huge amounts of money trying to do it, and ultimately failed. So is there a better way? One other way to achieve this is to pay a vendor to host all of your observability data. I tend to see this as a service implemented by APM or logging tool vendors, so you won't necessarily have direct access to the data, but instead you need to use the interface and the APIs provided by that toolset. And then you run into the challenge of mandating or convincing all of your different teams to use that one tool. It's possible, but it doesn't take into account that different teams have different needs and one tool will not suit everyone's needs. Mandating tools strips away autonomy and ownership and should be avoided if possible. What about non-traditional monitoring data that you want to track? such as financial progress towards a quarterly goal that you want to plot alongside metrics such as service response time and availability. Can you get this data into your observability tooling? And if you can, will you need to develop and maintain some middleware to convert the data to the relevant format? And what about the cost? In my previous role, we were looking at both Splunk and New Relic as potential centralized locations for storing observability data. But without even scratching the surface, the data storage and retrieval costs were significant enough that many teams and divisions were looking at open source alternatives housed on premise. And of course, if all of your historic data is stored by a single vendor, if you want to be able to keep referring back to that historic information, then you're somewhat locked into that vendor. People talk about open telemetry bypassing vendor lock-in because with a collector, you can stream your observability data to whatever endpoint you want, but you can't lift and shift historical data. It doesn't work that way. 
I guess I'm just not convinced that building or paying for a giant centralized observability data repository is a practical solution. In smaller organizations, maybe. In large enterprises or multinationals, I just don't see it. I think there's a better way that acknowledges the reality of how most organizations operate. I think one potential answer to this conundrum is the concept of a data mesh. And there's two parts to that. Firstly, let's leave the data where it currently resides, spread across many different tools, but connect to that data in real time from a centralized visualization and analytics and alerting platform. This allows you to access all of your insight from one place without having to put all the data in one location. This works with the current state of most organizations rather than having to create something new and shiny at great cost. The elephant in the room with pulling all this data in from disparate locations is how do you identify relationships between the different data entities coming in from different places? This is where the data mesh concept comes into play. Rather than storing all the data in a single location, you instead store some metadata about the different data entities that you're viewing and analyzing. This metadata allows you to rapidly see the relationships between different sets of data coming from different sources. As an end user, it feels like the data is all coming from one location. Without going into product promotion mode, this data mesh approach is what Squared Up has implemented and is evolving over time. And I think it was one of the reasons I was attracted to the company. I think if it's done well, it could solve a significant challenge, bringing together insight across many different tools, locations, and teams in a way which bypasses the need to stand up a big, complex data storage and retrieval solution or pay a vendor enormous fees to host it for you. So that's the conundrum. Data spread all over the place. How do we pull it all together and make sense of it? What can we learn from the BI or data insight world? Is it cost effective to centralize data in one place? And can the data mesh approach deliver what it promises? So that's all that I wanted to cover in this episode of Slight Reliability. But I did want to acknowledge that there are a huge number of people who have just been laid off from large tech giants across the globe. It is shocking to see some of the anecdotes are coming through. I'm not close to any of these companies or these people, so I don't really feel like I have a place to, to put commentary in. But if the anecdotes are true and the way people are being let go is very sudden without any process or empathy, that's really disappointing. It does sound like there's a lot of really highly skilled SREs entering the market right now. So if you're an organization who wants to implement SRE and get the best of the best, now is the time to look to hire. So that's all from another episode of Slight Reliability. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you once again for tuning in and for subscribing and to listening weekly. I'll see you next week. Have a great week.